everyone, I'm Ari Meglin with Rachel Pauley and we're the hosts of the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode three and this week's question is, do you prefer to write a series or standalone books? Before we get to the question, let's do a quick check-in. Rachel, how is your writing going? Um, it's going. My, my writing came to a standstill for quite a while, but despite how everything else is, 2020 has been okay on the creativity front and I started working on my mystery series again. My mystery series is just simply titled George Florence, and I've been working on the series and first book since 2011. So it's Camp NaNoWriMo this month, and I've decided I'm finally going to rework book one again, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll we'll just see how it goes. But I have my outline and hopefully book one can be finally rewritten in April and hopefully this will be the last time it will be rewritten. How about you? How's your writing going? (laughs) Not bad. Um, I actually completed the 85k writing challenge. For anyone who doesn't know, the 85k writing challenge was started by our friend and author Julie Valerie. It runs from January to March and it's the concept is to write 85,000 words in 90 days. I have tried this challenge for four or five years since it started and I mostly don't manage it. Probably because the beginning of the year is always so hectic and something always comes up. But this year I actually managed it. So at the end of March, I managed to write 85,055 words. Yay, good job. Yeah, so while it it wasn't all on one novel, a lot of the information, a lot of the scenes I wrote were specifically to my main novel. Most of the scenes were for my main novel called The Blessed, which which is a working title at the moment. But it gave me some new ideas for book two and three, and it kept me in the routine, which was the most important thing. So I will hopefully be writing every day again, and maybe not the same amount of words that I needed to do for the challenge, but definitely going to be writing every day. That's good. I I tried to do the 85k 90 challenge this year, and I totally flunked it. It just, it didn't work for me this year because there were so much, there was so much else going on at the beginning of this year that I wasn't able to focus on it. So that's why I'm hoping Camp NaNoWriMo this month will allow me to get back into that routine. And then come next January, I'll be able to do the 85K90 challenge in full instead of hopping in in the middle of the year <laughs> and working on the rest of the stuff. No, that's it. Oh, thank you. Uh, It's like it's funny because I've tried NaNoWriMo in November, not last year, the year before, and that that was just not right for me. It just didn't. It was okay, but it just didn't work for me. I like the the idea of three months rather than a tight one month. But yeah, I think starting in January is always difficult anyway. But I was quite impressed. Very impressed that I actually managed it. Yeah, that's excellent. And the thing with with NaNoWriMo, it's not for everybody, and it is hard to write the 50k in one month. But that's what's nice about the camp months, because you can set your own goal. Like, you could just set it to 10,000 words if you wanted to, or even 5,000 words. You could write a script or poetry. You could do whatever you want. So it's a little more flexible during the camp months, which I still try to keep up the 50k a month, just to keep myself in the routine. Because the whole point of NaNoWriMo is to just get the first draft done. No editing, just get it down on paper. And then the after months, you can really zero in and focus on what you wrote. Well, that's it. It's like, it's routine, isn't it? It's keeping you going, keeping you accountable. I kind of like the idea of, of setting your own, your own like 
project your own word count and everything mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that's what, as i said that's what i will be doing from now on now that the 85k has the writing section because actually the 85k does run all year each month is is assigned to a different task such as editing or preparing but i will be using the next the rest of the year to focus on pulling the novel together and then filling out the the first draft because i got most of the the big points down and the and the ideas and the scenes but i need to sort of plump it up with detail because that's what i didn't do but no i think i think these these challenges like anaraimo and and the 85k challenge are really good for helping you build routine and structure and accountability i i agree accountability is a huge part when it comes to writing because you know writing advice they tell you to write every day and get into a routine with it and that's true to a certain extent but sometimes it's just not feasible and you can't write every day and some people tell you to write a certain amount of words per day and I try to have a daily word count goal but sometimes if you just sit down at your computer and you write a sentence that's fine oh, you definitely. can say you did something any progress is progress <laughs> so true that's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think people can get too tied up with word counts. And as you said, that advice of, oh, write every single day. It's like, well, depending on what's going on in your life and, and the responsibilities and work and chores you have, that isn't possible. And putting pressure on people, making them think that that is a necessity to be a writer, to be a published author, is not the best advice. I agree. Because sometimes you, you need a break. It's one thing to write 365 days a year, but you're going to need a break at one point. True. Very true. Okay, so let's get on to the question of the day, which is, do you prefer to write a series or standalone books? So when we talk about series, that could mean um, a duology, which is just two books, a trilogy, which is three books, or a series, which is multiple. And that can be an open series or a closed series. With an open series, that is usually where the writer has not got an idea of how the series will end and books will often just keep coming. A closed series is where the writer has planned and knows all the books and how the whole series will end. So Rachel, what about yourself? For me, I typically write series as opposed to standalone novels because the ideas just keep coming. When I first started writing, I always wanted to write standalones because I had so many different novel ideas that in my head I thought I was going to be the author of like a thousand books <laughs> and I just had so many different plot ideas in different genres with all these different characters and I figured each novel would just be its own thing and I would you know NaNoWriMo I didn't figure I didn't discover NaNoWriMo until 2008 but you know if if I just went along with NaNoWriMo in the three sessions a year, I could write three novels in one year. Boom. Done. It's, it's easy, right? I think we had that conversation before. It's totally easy to just write a book and just so easy. kick it out to the curb. Um, but as I, as I got older and I, you know, the more I wrote, my novels ended up always turning into series because I kept coming up with ideas and there would be one or two characters that they just needed their story to be told in greater detail. And like my mystery series, for example, that started off as one book and then I decided to make it a trilogy and now I'm planning 10 books for the series. I don't know if it will come to that, but I have this whole elaborate thing planned out and we'll just see how it goes. But I don't think I would ever be able to write a standalone because my, my mind just always goes and I 
my characters just need the limelight too much. They're very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> they just evolve as you write them. It's like you come up with some really good simple plots. It's like, yeah, this is perfect. And as you write it, it's like, no, we've had more ideas. And the characters just become bigger and stronger and more complex. And they just, they just need to be in more books. Yeah. Exactly. And if you enjoy your characters and you love them enough, like, then yeah, by all means, write a series about them. Keep going if the ideas are coming. <laughs> you typically go with series or standalones? Almost exclusively series. Even when I was little, I wrote stories as collections. I never considered writing a single story. And I think of all the active novels that I have that I'm working on, I don't think I've got any that are going to be a standalone. I think the smallest is going to be like a duology because I, I physically can't seem to keep within the idea of just one, one novel. And I'm wondering, is that because I was brought up on collections of books like the Chronicles of Narnia or the Animals of Farthing Wood that were always in a series and you kind of stayed with these characters over several books? I also find that most of my, my novels are written in third person and I move POV to different characters. So I may have three or four main characters and I will shift POV throughout the novel. And because of that, I think you end up with several storylines because each of those characters has backstory, has possibilities and potentials and conflicts. And I find one novel for multiple main characters is often not enough because they're too complex and they need to sort of spread through and you and to be fair a lot of, of readers want to know more about characters i know i do when i read a novel i've read some standalone ones and i've been like oh i, I could really do to know more like what happened with this character or i'd love to know the backstory behind that and i, I that's how i write i assume that i'm going to have books in a series i'll probably have prequels for some of my stories because i really do need to have lots and lots of books yeah that, that that's fair and i agree with that because characters for me they drive the story home if you asked me if I would prefer to read a book where characters were prominent or plot was prominent, I would probably choose characters over plot because I'm not invested in the characters and I can't relate to them or they're not likable, then I'm not going to get into the story at all. I don't care where they're going or how they're advancing the plot. I want, I want to go on the journey with them. I don't want to go on a journey if I don't like the people I'm on the journey with. <laughs> No, that makes it. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm very character driven. I love the detail of characters. I love knowing about their backstory. I love knowing about their their family and the relationships and the dynamics. I've read books where the plot was was well, not bad, but it was quite loose and quite simple. But the the strength of the characters carried the story along. And I like the idea of you wouldn't you don't want to go along with characters if you like in a, if you want to go on the journey with them, but not if you don't like the characters. I think we've all been on like journeys or or holidays or road trips with people you really just couldn't stand. <laughs> and you're just thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to the end of this, so I don't have to listen to them anymore. And I think sometimes a book can be like that. So oh, yeah, definitely. I think. I think characters need to be very well-rounded, very well-created and, and layered to really bring you into a story. Right. Well, speaking of characters, and you mentioned how you were brought up on the Chronicles of Narnia and the Animals of Farthing Wood. I grew up on Warriors by Erin Hunter, and that series is still going on. And they're broken up into 
like seasons where each major plot is six books long. And then the next group of six books, it's taking place after the previous six books, but it's following a different character or a different two or three characters. But for the most part, everybody is still there unless things happen, of course, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, I think that series, the first book came out when I was 11 years old and I'm still reading the book today and I still love them and I wow. still cry when a character dies and I still laugh at some of the ridiculous things that happen and it's a middle grade series but I still thoroughly enjoy it and that was my childhood and it's what got me into reading in the first place but having those characters and following their stories for so long like you know that's how when I write my books I fall in love with my own characters and I want to complete their stories and I, I want to have a beginning and an end and a backstory and I want to give them a good future. I think we see this kind of thing in the in, in television um because I'm going to shift to something totally separate. But like, how how many series are there of, of TV shows that people love that have gone on for like 10, 12, 13, 14 seasons and people get invested? And even if some of the main characters like leave, new main characters are brought in, but there's usually a, a, still a small core group that have been there from the beginning. And there's a reason that these shows are popular and that, that their audiences grow and that they follow them all the way along or that we have spin-offs. And I think you can do that with novels. You can have series and trilogies. I mean, I've read books that are a trilogy and then the author has then created spin-off books. So you've got the completed trilogy. So it's got a beginning and an end for those main characters. And even if those characters are in the other books, they, they are still separate from that trilogy. There are different stories. Maybe they're backstories. Maybe they're plots about their children. But it's still within the same world. It's still within the same location. And I've enjoyed that. I like the idea idea of how flexible you can be with these sorts of novels where you don't have to just write well three books that's it or two books or five books you can say mm, right okay well I've written these characters story but some of the side characters were really interesting so I'm gonna write some more books about them and, and that go off on their own side story and then that becomes another set of novels but they're all still connected. Right the major thing is if you get your readers invested in the characters and invested in the world then you could go on for as long as you want. Warriors, for example, they originally wanted to stop after the second or third group of six books, I think, but their publisher said, nope, keep going. People love the stuff, just keep going. And they're on their eighth season of their books. And there's like 40 books total at this point, and they have super editions, and they have guides, and they have a manga, and it's just evolved into this whole thing. And so when I write my mystery series, I think I I kind of channel that a little bit. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to have all this stuff. And I don't know if anybody will read it or even enjoy it, but I'm having fun with it. And that's what I love about it because I love these characters and I want to breathe as much life into them as possible. Yeah, I kind of, what you said about like the extras you can do, I think that's what's always been enticing with series is that you it's not just the main books you write you can have prequels you can have guides and and encyclopedias and and these sorts of extra books where maybe it's got all the maps in or it has you know the travel guide of the flora and fauna of that world and I think when you create a series you open up the opportunity to really delve into 
the story and the characters and the world and especially that works well with fantasy however on the flip side there's obviously whatever we're saying there's nothing wrong with writing a standalone and i've read some brilliant standalone books that definitely would not have benefited from being extended and i think sometimes the worry can be that someone could write a standalone book that works perfectly as is and then maybe feels pressure or maybe suddenly decides yeah let's make this a series and it, it can be quite jarring if it's not been planned as a series Sometimes it works out, but I think it needs to be... I think if you were writing a series or a trilogy or something, I think you kind of need to start with at least thinking about it as that in that way, and then you can plan along the whole set of books rather than writing a standalone one and then trying to tack other books on the end. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when I write my series, I look at the series as a whole. I wrote the first book first, but once I had that written, I looked at the entire series and after I had planned the whole series, a lot of things from my first book are going to change. Like, I wouldn't want to publish the first book and then whatever happens in the second book contradicts something in the first book. It just, it wouldn't be easy on me. It wouldn't be easy on my readers. And it's, you know, this ties into our previous episode about the whole planning versus pantsing thing. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to continue my entire series if I just pants the whole thing. (laughs) By the way, kudos to anyone who can, because that is an incredible skill and we're very, very impressed. Yes. (laughs) Because there's nothing wrong with any of that. There there is nothing wrong with just going in a series willy-nilly. There is nothing wrong with just writing a standalone and then deciding afterward, actually, I think I want to continue this. Because as I said earlier, if your readers are invested and they want more and you enjoy it, then why not? Go for it. Keep going. More power to you. Yeah, if you can, if you can tie it in well and and build a series, that's that's brilliant. But I think it does need to be like thought carefully and not just like, well, tack another book on. Unless you are a, a natural pantser, because it can, as I said, I've read books where you can kind of tell, and as you said, the first book and the second book seem almost contradictory in, in point. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about like open ended series. Is that what you prefer? Do you think open ended series, or do you do you would you rather have a closed series to both read and Right. Honestly, I think it depends on the actual story because I don't mind open-ended series because I, I don't mind leaving the rest of the story up to my imagination. I'd like to imagine what the characters would get up to and I would, you know, if I really love the characters, I would for sure give them a happy ending because there are some books you read that they don't have happy endings and then you get sad and then you have to write fan fiction about it and fix it. <laughs> With that said, I write a lot of short stories and most of my short stories end open-ended because a lot of times when I write them, I can't figure out how to end them or I end it on sort of a cliffhanger where I don't necessarily need to write a part two to it. Like there are different endings that I'm like, yeah, my reader can figure out what they what they want the characters to do next. And I don't do that on purpose. It just sort of happens. But that's yeah. just my short stories. So I guess either way, if I read something or if I wrote it, I don't mind open-ended, but it definitely depends on probably the genre and the overall book. I kind of like the idea of having something where you're not really sure how the writer wanted to have it ended and it does leave it open so that the readers can make that decision. I've read a few like that and you kind of have like, yeah, I think the character did this. And then maybe 10 years later, the author decides to bring out another book and and tell you what happened and you're just going, nope, that is not what I thought. I don't like it anymore. I hate this author. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I mean, look at the Harry Potter series, for example. I mean, that's not open-ended, but people are still coming up with theories and finding new things when they read the books or they watch the movies, which I think is brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it should be that a book kind of lives on well after it's been written. And yes. there is those the idea that, yeah, there's all these extra characters and like, well, what happened to that person? Oh, what what about this? And wasn't there that thing mentioned about some history that we haven't really explored? So like not everything needs to be told. So I understand I mean, I, I do as I said, I do like the idea of having prequels and, and histories and, and encyclopedia books created around the world, but it still doesn't have to give you everything. Right. I no, I agree with that. And also you could write those books for yourself and just never publish them. Oh, and then yeah. you, wa- you watch your, your audience go nuts on Twitter and everywhere else. <laughs> watch them freak out a little first, and then you can be like, oh, look at what I just found here. <laughs> I, have, I have seen one author, and I think she, she created some like a series, and then years later, she reduced like a mini, like, I don't even think, it wasn't even a novella. And it kind of, it was like a little, it it was a perfect companion book, but she did a limited edition of them and her fans went crazy. I think it was all like 200 printed and her fans went crazy for them because like, obviously, if you got that, it was such a limited edition, no more would ever come out. And it was also this extra just to add to this world. And I love that. I love the idea of doing something limited edition for for your fans. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. (laughs) That's a good move. That is a good move. (laughs) Okay, I think that's it for today. Let us know if you prefer writing standalones or series on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favourite sites, such as Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.